Hello and welcome to another episode of Swiss Pats. I am Susan and I'm joined with Don. Hello, Susan. Thank you, Don. Um, as always, please download our episodes. Of course, you already downloaded it. You're listening to it. But if you haven't, download us at iTunes.com slash SwissPats, as well as all of the social medias, which I will mention at the end of this episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. So today we have um, another guest. We have Gru Pearson, who is a nutritionist, and we will be speaking to her later about what she offers and how to get in contact with her about all of the, the good things about a healthy lifestyle. And how to start a business as soon as you get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. She had quite an interesting little story that she'll get into. So listen for that. Exactly. So it's another tease. Look at us being professionals. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, we are, you, you know. Tease the audience. Got to tease the you audience. Pay off on that tease. Exactly. So, uh, why don't you tease us with some uh, some stuff that's happening in Switzerland, Don? So I can. Um, now, this is uh, as you know. Neither Susie and I actually have jobs, but if you're interested, Susie, um, there is a uh, there's an advertisement for a job that I came across. Oh, always looking for a job. Okay, it's uh, it's in Zurich, so it'll be a little bit of commute from here. Okay, I can commute. Um, they're looking for a, uh, it's, quote, uncomplicated woman, age 35 to 50, without small children. Oh, that disqualifies me instantly. Yeah, so that is some interesting wording, and it's gotten this company in a little bit of hot water. Yeah, is that legal to, to suggest that you will only hire somebody who is uncomplicated? Well, a woman named uh, Corinne Scharrer is a board member with the Swiss Union, UNIA, and she is not real pleased with it, as I don't think she should be. No, I'm with Corinne. Uh, she's saying it almost certainly is under, uh, it's a discriminatory uh, advertisement under the Federal Act of Gender Equality. Right. Well, it does, it does seem like it's, you're discriminating against mothers. Yeah. Specifically, and why does it have to be a woman? What about an uncompl- uncomplicated man? Men have children too. That's that's their whole point. Um, it's you know, this Corinne is saying that the ad is promoting the idea that having small children in the workplace is a problem. The company. I mean, are they hiring the children as well? Because <laughs> uh, usually kids aren't in the workplace. They don't care if a man has kids, right? That's not an uncompl- like you said, uncomplicated man without children. Uh, so the firm behind the ad explained to 20 Minuten, which is a Swiss news site, that the wording has been chosen because mothers of young children tend to be absent more often because either they are ill or their children are sick. So the image of them continuing to dig their grave yeah, that's not is any going better. through my mind. Like, you're not making it better, guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think probably all mothers maybe not all maybe i'm generalizing i have come across this in in real life uh, when i when my oldest was a baby i was applying for a new job and i was asked um what did i plan on doing when my child was sick because i was expected to come to work if i got the job and it was like it was a an awful feeling to be asked about my my plans with the future illnesses of my children and like it's it's not a it's not a good thing to talk about. No, um, 
because it is true. Like there's plenty of men that look after the children. There's plenty of men that would say, well, I have to take the day off work because my wife has to go to work and my child is sick. Right. It's not, not, I don't know. There's, there's like, there's very many layers to this issue. There are, but like, like I it's guarantee not just you, about being a woman. Like it's, no. there's a whole bunch of things here that is very difficult to unpack. But I guarantee you that that job you applied for, if there was a man sitting there, they wouldn't have said, so Ralph, uh, if your kids get sick, what do you, what do you plan on doing? Of course not. No, no. It's just so gross. Like it, it is messed up. And when, I had a job and both my wife and I worked and we had small kids. They were in daycare and they would get sick a lot. So when one of them would get sick, we would sit down and have a conversation at whose like 5 in the morning. Yeah. Whose turn is it? Yeah. You we take did off the same gonna, thing. Right. We did the same thing when, when I worked full time, when Bruce worked full time. Yeah, this is not, it's not just one, one street. It's not just one way. No, it's not. Now, the the sales manager of this 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 place is saying that the the night shift team, which this job would be, uh, is made up of just three people, and that things are stressful if someone is absent. Which uh, welcome to working life, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like uh, welcome to the club. It's stressful for everyone. And again, this this guy was quoted as, "We have nothing against the mothers of young children." But, here's the but, yeah, except they tend to stay home if their child is sick, which is completely understandable. Okay, but that shouldn't disqualify them or be a hindrance to getting a job. There's this whole thing about the age as well. Why, why do they need to not have small children but be between the ages of 35 and 50? That's It doesn't really go into explanation on that, but right, it's like, okay, I'm 39, but my kids are 12 and 15. Is it okay? Yeah. Or I'm 32 and my kids are one and four. Like, what? I, I don't get it. They just want an un- uncomplicated woman. An uncomplicated woman. I think uh, if you went to Tinder, that most people would say the same thing. <laughs> that's kind of that's that's I think in Tinder's tagline: uncomplicated, yeah, uncomplicated men and women. <laughs> uncomplicated matching. Oh God! Well, good luck to them. If there's an uncomplicated woman that wants to take that job, they sound like an awful company to work for. But uh, <laughs> right, but good luck. You know, like God forbid, like their mother gets sick and they have to take some time off to go and look after their dying relative, because that would cause stress for the team. Yeah, it makes me mad. So, or you could be like our guests and just start a business by yourself. Don't have to worry about exactly no boss idiots. if you idiots in the workplace. Yeah. So there you go. There's a nice little uh, segue into our guest. Um, Gru Pearson is here, ready to have the interview be played. <laughs> She's not actually here. She's not. We recorded it already, so let's start it. Yodley! All right, and joining us now is Gru Pearson. Yes. <laughs> a health and nutrition consultant and an expat. Yes. Which is kind of what we like to have here on Swiss <laughs> Pats. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, before we kind of get into, uh, you know, what you do um, as far as uh, the health and nutrition consulting, uh, kind of explain to us your, your path here to Switzerland. Yes. Well, it's, it started actually not here in Basel. It started in Lachen um, with my, f- my husband's work at that time was with uh, Carlsberg, the beer company. Uh, so they were relocating a, a whole bunch of uh, of employees, and um, we kind of had the choice if we wanted to go or not. Uh, and and yeah, we 
we wanted to go. Your husband works for a beer company? He did. Yeah. Did they switch the deal with free beer? Uh, yeah, actually, in yeah. Denmark, there was a really good... Uh, will, he, will he be my best friend? Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, he doesn't work for Carlsberg anymore. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. It was a good while it lasted. <laughs> no, so, so we came here with Carlsberg back then. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I, we, we decided in the summer I was doing my master thesis. Uh, and we uh, we decided that we wanted to go in uh, February because I turned in my master thesis in January. So we thought we could have three weeks to say goodbye to friends and everything. And then just a week after we signed the papers that we were going to go, uh, I got pregnant. Okay. <laughs> well, I found out I was pregnant at least. Uh, so that was... Yeah, me selling our apartment in Copenhagen, my husband traveling every week, me being pregnant for the first time and writing my master thesis <laughs> and finding a new place to live in Switzerland. But that's it. Yeah, I'm still here, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you from Copenhagen? Is that where you grew yes, up? Yes, okay. yes, just outside Copenhagen, but we lived in Copenhagen for many years, me and my husband. So is there much of a, a community here in Switzerland that you found that are um, from where you're from? Or is it, you know, difficult to find those people, uh, you know, from Denmark? Yeah, where we lived before, there were uh, many people also, because we came, uh, many Danish people at once in this small society that wasn't used to Danish people. So we kind of found each other right away. And and then, yes, we were a lot of uh, spouses who came along. <laughs> and every time we met another one, ah, oh, your husband works for Carlsberg. And then we got became friends right. you know just because our husbands worked at Carlsberg so there was like that that yes. connection yes with each other. yes yeah. it was like that in the beginning uh, yeah but not so much in Basel no because uh, I thought it was the same so every time my husband is at Roche and every time I met someone whose husband also was at Roche I immediately thought that we were going to be friends because <laughs> it was like that <laughs> before but it's not like that here yeah, no I mean I think they've got like 20,000 people I know I know I found out no so so it's been different it's been different here and and the Danish community here is is it's there but somehow it it um, uh, it, it didn't work for mm. us uh, yeah they yeah. have that um, fancy furniture shop in Basel. Yes. They, yes. Know, every time I go in there, I leave with nothing. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that shop. I yeah. walk by there every time and be like, I want. I, I haven't been in yet, but I no. want to go because I know as soon as I go in, I'm going to buy like... Yeah. The owner is Danish. Uh, we talked to him and yeah, bought some furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it. You know, yes, <laughs> exactly. No, you. I love Danish design for furniture. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, the the uh, the Swedish design is a little cheaper, you know. Yes, but, yes. yeah. But that's okay. So, true. was this the first time uh, out of Denmark as far as living yes. for you yes. and your husband? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, my husband he used to travel a lot, but never he never lived in another country. He he, uh, we always lived in in Denmark, so it was the first time. So I, I gotta ask. I know I have two kids. I know Susie has two kids. I mean. That when the first kid comes and you're dealing with that, I mean, it's it's intense. Yes. And then you add on top of that, you're in a new country. Yes. 
I mean, do you look back on that time fondly? Do you look back on that time like, how the hell did I do it? Both, yeah. actually, because if I knew how it would be, have been today, and no, if, if I knew was what I was going into, I probably would have had Carla out order in Denmark and then <laughs> moved afterwards. But I didn't know it was my first child. And, and we, yeah, we signed the paper. So it was like, it was, it was too late. <laughs> no, it was like, it had been the, the, it was just how it was, you know, mm -hmm. and it was Switzerland. It wasn't like yeah. uh, a third world country. So I wasn't really afraid of anything. Um, and we got here and I, I, I could barely move. I, I always get really, really big when I, was, uh, when I get pregnant. And, and there was a lot of snow that year and, and slippery. And I was kind of isolated in the flat for a, t for a lot of the oh, time. Uh, but that was okay because I, I had a really tough half year with the selling of the apartment, signing... Uh, doing my master thesis and everything so I kind of needed the break <laughs> so that was okay actually uh, yeah and then then it turned out that that Carla she was the upside down so Great, I yeah. Could, yeah so I couldn't give yeah and then there was one doctor at the hospital who could do this where they turn the baby mm -hmm. but he was on ski holiday until oh. you know <laughs> I was going to have the birth so we kind of did just, you have to go to the mountain and like find him it was almost like yeah they have a cheese fondue with him and <laughs> yeah. they go do this afterwards no uh, so we decided just to have the planned c-section uh, so so it, it and then the day came where it was on a Thursday. They only did the C section on a Thursday, and we walked there because we ha didn't have our car yet. We couldn't buy the car until we had the permit. Oh jeez! Uh, so we walked there and then we came and the nurses said uh, we have this uh, voucher for the parking. You can just leave it and you don't have to pay for the parking. And we just looked at them. We don't have a car. We walked here and these ladies they just looked at us like we were crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, so so the the C section went fine and everything and the doctor she was no she was from Turkey and she spoke very well English and that was totally fine but. After that, the, the, I had four days, I think, in the hospital. I mostly talked to the nurses, and they only spoke German. Mm. Do you know any German? I had it like 10 years before in school, but when you don't use a language, it oh, really, yeah. 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 So it was it was a tough start with the language, but um, yeah, it, it worked. I got my food, and... <laughs> you got fed. And you got I got fed, yes. <laughs> and, no. Left for the babies. Yes. It was yours. I <laughs> yeah, I know. She looks like me, so okay. I think I think it's the right one we got. Uh, no, it was it was it was okay, but I can see now that people thought that we were crazy, and I can see now why they thought it. Because yeah, it was, I mean, you seem to have a really good attitude about it. I think that I would probably, yeah, I think I would be so scared and, and anxious about doing that, but. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you write. You, like life happens, doesn't it? You got to do what what you got to do. Yeah, and actually, we had been in a fertility treatment up till the pregnancy, and and I said to my husband, if it doesn't work until we get there, I want a break. I, did, I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to enjoy Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And then, whoopty! <laughs> then you got to enjoy the inside of your yes, apartment. Yes, yes, exactly. The outside. <laughs> exactly. So, so it was, um, yeah. <sighs> It, it was tough in the beginning, but, but actually my, my next door neighbor, uh, when I first met her, she had as big a belly as I did, you know, and uh, she was from Berlin. 
Um, and and yeah, we lived in this small village, 8,000 people. So and that was just weird for me to come from the center of Copenhagen to be. To a tiny village. Yeah, yeah, it was just whoa. Uh, but she was from Berlin, so she understood all my feelings and frustration. And she had her third child a week before I had my first one, and both girls. So it was it, it was actually just easy. Yeah, that's good. Instant yeah. friendships. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> so um, you, you mentioned at the same time you were moving here and you found out you were pregnant, that you also complete your master's. Mm-hmm. So what is your what is your master's degree in? It's in anthropology. Actually, okay. yes, uh, and uh, I, I did this study about uh, women in high position jobs in, in Denmark and how they, they master the they master the family uh, and the and careers uh, mm. at the same time and all these issues they experience. Uh, there is all these, uh, how, how can you have this job when you're also a mom and uh you know so and then i moved here and became a house <laughs> so it was also kind of <laughs> you could probably write a master's on that yes as well. also. <laughs> yeah so um yeah that that was also a bit weird um yeah so yeah so you have um you're no longer just a house frau um no. you, you've kind of moved away from that that you didn't spend too much time being a housefrau, it sounds like. Yeah, I actually did. I first started when we moved here. So the whole four and a half years, uh, four years in Lachen was just staying at home. Okay. Uh, I was starting to look uh, in the process of starting to look for a job when I got pregnant with our second child. Uh, and their timing, your kid's timing is yes, really good. Isn't yes, it? it is. It is. It's really good. If you so, want a third, you just have to have I like would, a, yeah. Yeah. I'm done. No, so so yeah, so I had Valda, and um, and then we had this. Uh, we're going to move to to Basel, so I didn't want to start anything up in Lachen because it would be a waste of time. So how do you go from uh, anthropology to now being in nutrition? Yes, my my bachelor is, I have a bachelor in health and nutrition. Okay. So it's not like uh, it's just coming out of nowhere. (laughs) No, I have, I started out with a bachelor in health and nutrition. And then afterwards I could have this, um, uh, I could go from, from this study here and then have a extra year to my master degrees and then I couldn't have this uh, in anthropology on top of it. Okay. Um, and why, what led you to the, the, the bachelor degree in nutrition? Why I wanted to become a, a nutritionist? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would st- yeah, because I've, I felt on my own body how important it is to eat the right food for, for me at last, at least. Um, and uh, I, I, found out the, how much energy, more energy I get when I eat right. Um, and I just wanted to learn more about it and why this this was. Uh, okay. Yeah. So if someone's listening to this, can, can you explain to them what it is a nutritionist does for them if, if somebody wants to come to you as a client? Yes, if they want to come to me, because I know there's a lot of different ways to to do this but mine is that I want to do it really natural 
So I don't want any trick diets or anything. I just want to learn people to enjoy to eat a healthy meal and listen to their body when when they're full and don't want to eat anymore, then stop eating. Uh, and also many people I find have these restrictions. I can't eat that, I can't eat that. Uh, but for me, that's not natural. Uh, my children also get candy on Fridays and and candy and cakes in the kindergarten and everything. So for me, it's finding the balance between, uh, 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 yeah, the the healthy nutrition and also the maybe not so healthy nutrition. For me, that is being healthy mm-hmm. to to have that balance. Right, because it seems like if you don't have that balance, you know, people say, well. Oh, I'm going to do no carbs or I'm going to do exactly. this and, and they yes. do it for a while and it works, but then something happens or, or yes. they fall off the wagon or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. you know, and then they're right back to where they started. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it seems like you're, you know, the, you're trying to come at it from like just a lifestyle point of view, yes. not just like a Definitely. quick, quick fix. Yes. Right. Definitely. And, and I, I had this client, I do a lot of uh, online clients also with women from Denmark, and she had this uh, cake day at, as she signed up before she started uh, with me, and she asked me if she could go. And I was like, yeah, for sure you can go, yeah. but you Same have to, <laughs> yes, but you have to promise me one thing. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I won't eat that much. And I was like, no, you have to promise me that you enjoy the day. Yeah, because it's no fun to go to the cake day and then feel bad because you ate three pieces of cake or whatever. You have to enjoy it, otherwise, why, why go? You know. <laughs> right. uh, so, so, uh, and she was like, "Yeah, okay." And yeah, she didn't lose any weight that week, but she had a good time. And the next week, she lost weight again. So it's a, yeah, it's all about that balance. It is. It is. I like uh, I like the idea of a lifestyle that includes cake. Yes, that's, exactly. That's my kind of, yes. uh, you know, eating style. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have to cut down on the cake. But, yeah. No, yeah. it's just finding the balance between cake and carrots, you know. <laughs> yeah, cake and carrots. I like yeah. that. Carrot cake, you know. Yeah, you could also do that. Carrots yeah. are yeah. <laughs> <coughs> me. You also, uh, another thing that, that I kind of want to jump into a little bit is the, the female fertility enhancement. Or, yeah, enhancement. Yes. Um, that's all, another thing you, you kind of promote is what you do. Can you explain what, what that is? Yes, I, it's, it's, there was this study in, in a Howard professor did that, that he studied all these, uh, it was, it's called nurse study, I think. Uh, in a, I think it was 30 year period. And then he, he all, it wasn't a, about fertility, uh, it, but he saw a pattern in these nurses and what they ate and and what they didn't eat uh, and how many got pregnant and how many had trouble getting pregnant and and for example uh, one thing that that is what i don't recommend people to do in normal normal lifestyle is to have a full fat dairy product but on this diet you actually should have those um and so it's only small changes, but but it's 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 not for people who has something physical wrong with them. I they can't be helped with nutrition. It's not like that, but it's also just being because a nine month pregnancy and afterwards breastfeeding is hard for the body. Uh, so it's also just being preparing the your body and your mind for this process. Um, so it's yeah. 
So being being a nutritionist in Europe, uh, Denmark, and 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 you know now here in Switzerland, for someone coming from America, like it makes sense. I understand why Americans why we need nutritionists, but it also seems like it also seems like it's a little more healthy here, right? People are healthier. That you see these studies of you know the Swiss are very healthy, or Europeans, or um, is it? Is that wrong? Is that is am I am I off base on that, or is there something to that? I think you you see it in different ways. You know, actually, fifty percent of the Danish population is obese. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and and here in Switzerland, I find the, the I find a really good balance because people are very active. You know, they go hiking in the weekend, and yeah, they have cheese fondue, which is yeah. really <laughs> fat. But I know the cheese fondue and, and the raclette. And just yes. the amount of carbs that I see these people eating, like yes. breakfast is just it's just a wall of, yes. of simple carbohydrates, yeah. and I'm like, what this? I'm I'm not. I'm told I'm not supposed to eat this, and they're just. Wolfing yeah. it down, and they're skinny, and off they go. And I'm like, yeah. well, you just had four croissants, <laughs> yes. you know? It's amazing, and yeah. And you took a loaf of bread <laughs> with you. Like, what, what's going on? Like, yeah. it, it's not making sense in my simple brain. So that's yeah. why I'm, I'm asking yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think it's because they they have this balance. You find they found it. Uh, I don't know how their their metabolism looks like. I can't tell you that. But but it's they they're really skinny and they're in good shape. I see a lot of uh, old people, especially in Lachen, where we lived before. I, I, we had the view up on top of the mountains, and actually in winter time, the the people who didn't work and also elderly people who who quit working, they went up, you know, with their skis on the back, and then they they went up and then they took the skis down, <laughs> you know, and and it was really amazing, you know, it was it was elderly yeah. people, sixties, yeah. they yeah. are, they're really active. Yeah, it's, it's ingrained in. Culture. Yes. So that, uh, all yes. that nutrition side of it must be ingrained as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is. And I, I think, yeah, when they're out in the cafes or restaurants, yeah, they eat like this. But at home, they eat vegetables and, yeah, it's really... So you said in Danes, there's 50% of the population is obese? Yes. Why is it high there? Because, I mean, I, I've, I've been to Copenhagen and I enjoy my time, but the bike culture and... You know, it just seems like it's a very active city. It is there's difference between Copenhagen and then a small, <laughs> small village okay. in, in Denmark. So, so there is Copenhagen is really trendy and and it's like the, a big city, you know. Also like Aarhus and Aalborg and everything, and then there is these small villages, and and there is the culture there is different. Okay. Not yeah. so trendy. Not so trendy. No. And not so skinny. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know, you know, it's just a very sedentary lifestyle in America, whether it's sitting at your desk for eight hours or, you know, you're driving, driving everywhere. And yeah. You could drive through, you know, I mean, Ohio, where I'm from, has drive-through. You could drive through and pick up a beer at a yeah. drive-through, right? Yeah. But then also yeah. the fast food places, like, yeah. you know, it's one of the things going back after being here for a while, going back, realizing my god there is i mean fast food is on every corner yeah i don't right? have to walk anywhere i don't have to walk anywhere yeah no. just you know two thousand calories down my down my pie yeah. hole here we go <laughs> yeah and keep driving like yeah but i think that's also you know the difference be- when you live in copenhagen you you when you go from one place to another you take the bike or you walk 
when you live in the countryside, then you have to have the car because it's too long, the distance is too long and the public trans transportation is not as good as it is. And that's just how it is, you know. It's, mm -hmm. um, so you don't exercise as much. Um, yeah. There you go. New, we found something out today. Yeah, I learned something. So you're working on a website, aren't you? Yes. Tell us about that. I uh, yeah, as I said, I, I started up uh, from the garden um, with my good friend Colleen, and now she left. Uh, so I kind of just tried to keep on with that, go on with that, but it was like it didn't work. So it's hard work. I, yes, <laughs> I just decided to start over. So I have this company in, in Denmark uh, who helped me write some, some text and do the website and uh, the Danish version is up and I'm really proud of it and I'm just waiting for the .com version now. Uh, so, so this is uh, what's going on here in, in Basel uh, where I'm going to take in clients from, from, yeah, from, from Basel uh, yeah, in Switzerland. Generally. So when do you think that you'll be live with the English version? Hopefully <laughs> hopefully in the end of this month. Great. So yeah. do you know what it's going to be yet? Tell us so that we can look it up when it is. The date? The No, the, the name. Yes, it's groupperson.com. Great. Yes. <laughs> Just your name. So so simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, simple for some people. Yes. We spent 20 minutes before the podcast. I've been trying to ask her how to pronounce her name. But for most people, it's simple. You got it right, though. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And it's, um, so it's also in person, but you also mentioned you do online consulting as well. I do a lot of online consulting. Uh, but also I can do it in Danish. I have a lot of clients from Denmark. Uh, but also here in Basel, I do walk, walk and talk. Uh, I plan to do that. Just so we have this, why sit down and talk about health and nutrition when we can walk and talk about it. Okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and the nature here is so, so beautiful. So, so, uh, so this is my plan to start here um, in Basel. So if you want to get healthy lifestyle and you're the person to go to to go for a walk and find out what uh what what you can do to offer to, to people exactly and and i feel myself so much more energized when i've been on a walk yeah you know so and just being okay i can do this now and i can do this now and i my i see if i do this consultation maybe they just get this yeah this energy yeah. yes uh, this feeling that yeah this can totally ha happen you know mm. yeah it's a good strategy <laughs> i think so i hope so yeah. <laughs> and then you end up at a pastry shop and eat cake is that the end of the walk <laughs> that's in the end of okay the yeah <laughs> just so they come back next week yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, excellent guru thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me Yodale! Thank you, Gru, for coming on Swiss Pats. We really appreciate you coming on. And if you want to check her out, then we will provide a link for her website. She has a new one. She does. So all that information uh, is on our social media channels. Uh, so please go check it out. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for her for a nutritionist, she'd be great. Now, we uh, before we get out of here, um, we have some fun criminal news, which is always I enjoyable. love some criminal news. You know, we had the idiots who were trying to rob a Moonster one time, and I just love dumb criminals. So uh, we got a new one, right? We do. A man in the Swiss city of Beal. Is it Beal? 
Yeah, sure. Okay. Has been sentenced to two days in prison for failing to pay a fine for breaking municipal garbage laws. I think that if you are on social media, um, you've you've read this. That this caused a bit of a a bit of a storm on on the old Facebook comments. So this thirty three year old guy committed the offense back in November twenty seventeen. He put a bag of rubbish out on the street on the wrong day and also failed to attach a municipal tax sticker to the bag. These tax this is stickers. Like a- such a high offense. Oh, man. So the stickers are one way local authorities here in Switzerland have of charging residents for garbage disposal because you don't yep. pay like a company to take your garbage. But the man did not count on being found out by the two rubbish detectives who regularly patrol the city, according to a Swiss news site, 20 Minuten. So there are there rubbish detectives? Yeah. Um, I've seen it once in my four years of being in Switzerland. They they pull everything out of the bag and put it on the ground and, and search it. If there's like no, if it's not properly labeled or yeah. not in a wrong by bag, they'll go through. I don't the- know how often it happens because I have only seen it once, but I've heard about it happening a lot more than I've seen it. And they go through and they look for evidence that's uh, like a bill, a statement, um, some sort of receipt with your name and address on it. And then they gotcha. So it's their job to dig through yeah, trash bags. That's awful. I and mean, like, that's do you, this is what I imagine: you're a trash detective, a rubbish detective, and you're walking through the streets of Beale, and you're like, "Are you excited when you see a bag? Are you like, yes, we got one? Or are you like, oh, damn it, now I've got to go through this person's like filth?" Yeah, I'm thinking you took the job is is basically a kind of a cushy job, like. Who's going to not follow the rules in Switzerland? Okay, yeah, I'll go around and look at the bags that are going to be perfectly lined with all the stickers and everything you need properly yep. set out the right time of day. So I'm thinking what, when they do find it, they're in a little bit of a state of shock. Like, oh, this, who is this? What is going on? So maybe it does intrigue them to have to kind of sort through dirty diapers and Ugh. disgusting just blah. Uh, so this guy that was uh, that did the dirty deed uh he was fined 150 swiss francs uh the fine was never paid though and state prosecutors have now ruled that he must spend two days in prison yep because he failed to pay the fine we've talked about swiss prisons on swiss pats before and i still stand by if i got a a hefty fine i'd choose the prison sentence oh yeah the reason i mean the reason he hasn't paid the fine is because he's not in the country anymore he's gone yeah, he's gone. You know, he, he dumped that bag outside and he got out of here. He was like, this is my middle finger to Switzerland. And and he got out of here. I'll show those Swiss. I'll show them. And then, so if he ever comes back, I guess he'll spend two days in the clink. <laughs> nice, little, nice little weekend in the clink. Yeah. And then if he doesn't ever come back, then the fine will never be paid and the, the jail sentence will, I mean, can you imagine? There's probably like most wanted posters of him. Oh, yeah. Now, where do we stand on this? Do we think that it's too far to to send someone to prison for leaving their rubbish out? Or are we okay with a 150 franc fine for putting the rubbish out on the the wrong day? Or do we we think that this is Switzerland being over the top? Where where are we? So I'm going to go back to the the start of the price of the fine. 150 francs seems excessive right okay 
I like off the top of my head, like fifty feels about right. Yeah. So in this story, it says that in in the city of of Beale, uh, two hundred nine people were slapped with rubbish fines, but there were also six hundred that received warnings. So it's not a very big area of Switzerland. So you imagine like on the scale of a Basel or Bern or Geneva or Zurich, maybe that's higher. Uh, but uh, 150 francs seems a bit steep unless this was – it doesn't say he also got a warning. Yeah, right. So did he get a warning? Who knows? Yeah. I've had a warning for rubbish before. You have? Um, for uh, garden waste because – I didn't realize that you had to – it's the sticker thing. You're supposed to put a sticker around it. And I didn't realize. And I'd never gotten rid of garden waste before, so I just put it out the front. I, like, put it very neatly. I wrapped it all up. It was all bundled real neat like my neighbors were. And then I got a big, fat red sticker on it, and it was not collected. And I was shocked. I was like, what did I do wrong? Uh, and it turned out what I did wrong was I didn't put one of those stickers on it. Okay. So, I, you know, firstly, I was embarrassed. Like, oh, how yeah. embarrassing. Like, I, I tried to, like, they think I tried to get away with it, um, which I didn't. I just didn't realize, uh, which I should have known, I guess. Um, but I was I was really grateful that I didn't get a fine. Yeah. I'm because so- I felt like that I would have really been mad. Yeah. Like, it was not done. But then this is the thing, the whole, like thing in Switzerland about the police and discretion you break the rules you deal with the consequences there is no there is There's no, no gray between. area right it's so, you broke the rules you didn't have the sticker you probably you re- should have got the the reasons aren't important so right yeah whereas i, I it's very difficult for me to to not accept some of those reasons you know if you look at those comments on this exact story about the man getting a jail sentence there are people saying you know i went away on a two week holiday so i had my garbage and i put it, put it in the correct bag and i had to put it out one day early and i put it near the curb and i got a fine and it's like well what are you supposed to do with your garbage if you have no way to put it out you're you're in another country you're away or whatever those is that is that that's that's where the gray comes in i know but then how do you differentiate like that person leaving a day before for a holiday as opposed to somebody just throwing it out early like and I think that's the part of the, the Swiss people or the, the, the authorities I could understand is there's rules that are hard and fast to keep things organized and neat, right? Right. So it's, okay, you let you let Alice put it out a day early because she's going on vacation. Well, then, you know, Hans down the street just wants to put it out on, on a day early just because it's full and he wants to get out of his house. And then Wolfgang calls up and makes a complaint to the Gemeinde. Right. So it's like, so that I could understand. But yeah, I've, I've run into that same situation. Like my trash day is Monday and Thursday. We leave Wednesday for a holiday. Well, I just got to, I take my trash and I put it on my porch yeah, and just leave it there until I come back. Yeah, it's gross, but it's just kind of things. But this is why we love Switzerland. This is one of the reasons why we all love and hate <laughs> this lovely country we live in. Yes, we do. Um, well, that does it for another edition of Swiss Pats. It does. As always, as Susie teased earlier. Yeah, let's you, tell them. Let's let's tell people how to find us. Apple Podcasts. Facebook.com. Instagram. YouTube. Twitter. 
Spotify. Player FM. iTunes. Google Play. I think that's it. Yeah, I think we nailed it. Swisspats.com. Swisspats.com. That's the big one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go there. So there you go. Check us out. That's it. We're done. You once you've once you've said all that, there's nothing else to say. Yummy bonkers, it's an open salary.